Hello and welcome to The Haunted. I'm Freddie Young. And I'm Vanessa Mitchell. And welcome to your Halloween week. Halloween week at last. We wait all year for this week. We wait all year <laughs> for this week. It's uh, best week of the year, I reckon. Yeah, best week of the year. It's foggy round here. It's dark well, it's st- by four o'clock. Yeah, it's nice. It's crisp. The smell is in the air. Yeah. All the fires are going. Yeah, it's a spooky time, especially in our village in St. Osef where we are. So we are coming to you today with, um, I've described it as death practices, yeah. but it's more how different cultures, religions um, dispose of their dead, how they respect their dead, how they, you know, bury them, whatever. Yeah. So it, it's quite a broad umbrella and I've got you some of... Some of the worst ones, I would say. <laughs> well, I don't really know much about this, and I'm really excited to see what you've researched and dug up. But, uh, dug, excuse the pun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because uh, I think this is going to be certainly an eye-opener for me and everyone else. I am going to go ahead and issue a trigger warning. No eating. Um, there's, It's quite gruesome. So if, if you've got a, a weak stomach, please... Pause this and put the symptoms on or something because yeah. it's not going <laughs> to yeah. be the episode for you. So, without further ado, let's go down to the crypts. Okay. Da, 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 da. Mm. If I knew how to do it, I'd have entered a little <laughs> sound effect in there. <laughs> Cue sound effect. Okay, so we are going to start with something that is called a sky burial. Now, this is common in Tibet and is used predominantly around uh, people who practice Buddhism. Now, when their dead die, (laughs) when people pass away, they uh, believe in the value of sending their loved one's soul towards heaven. So they don't put them in the ground. All right. is, is, Is the most common practice of it. So... What they do is they leave the bodies outside. They often cut it up into smaller chunks and pieces and they leave it for birds and other animals to devour and eat. Really? Yeah. Now, this serves for the Buddhists a a dual purpose. So it's eliminating the empty vessel of the body and allowing the soul to depart while also embracing the circle of life and giving sustenance to the animals. Right, yeah. So it's it, you know it's it's, a, it's yeah, that circle of yeah. life thing you know the body doesn't mean anything anymore. Yes, of course. Yeah. So so it doesn't matter really what. Yeah, because it was just the shell. It just the shell. So they um, Tibetan people and some uh, people who live in Mongolia as well. This is all about the transmigration of spirits. So that is kind of. Uh, well, again, sending it's, it's, them out. It's about the rebirth. Yeah, yeah. And it it's a, it leads them into their the path of their new existence after death. Because, like we said, there's yeah. no need to preserve the body. There's no, you know, it, it's, it's, it's an empty vessel. Goes, yeah. yeah. So the birds come and eat it, and you know, obviously there'll be an, a natural element of decay as well. Um, because it's out and open to the elements and these countries are have reasonable heat as well. So... Well, where would they go to do this? They wouldn't do it outside the door because the smell would be outrageous. No, they, so they, they have... They, 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 they have a, sp- a special place they would do this. They have uh, certain areas. I, yeah. I, I don't think there's essentially like a go-to space, uh, like a purpose-built yeah. area for this, but they, you know... I suppose ha- where they feel... That each they, each they, village, I, could, yeah. I should imagine, should have a, a spot that they yeah. use, yeah. etc. Um, also, um, as well, in this area, the terrain and the ground is far too hard and rocky to dig a grave anyway. Yeah. And also fuel and timber is really sacred in these areas. It's quite... Um, it's scarce mm. so they don't want to waste it cremating and it's impossible to dig a, like a hole deep yeah. enough to be yeah. able to dispose of the dead so i can imagine that over the years it, this has been a practice that has evolved and come part to be everyday yeah. life yeah. um they do 
uh, cremate people, but it is often um, held for high lamas, dignitaries, royals, people of importance and stuff. So th they would be cremated. Because I, I, I thought the Buddhist did cremate, but obviously they do, but only, like you say, for the, the higher-ranking um, people of the village, I, I think potentially that was, you know, a little while ago. Now with uh, modern technology and things like that, I think more and more people are, but it's still a practice that is very much a custom in and around that area. Yeah, okay, so that's interesting then. And I think that's, it's, to us, it sounds quite gruesome and yeah i wouldn't like that i wouldn't personally. i wouldn't like that but i understand i understand it you know the theory behind it <clears throat> but um i'm not sure it'd be for me yeah i i, I don't think i would sign up for that no <laughs> it's nice to give back i suppose but be useful even after death yeah and i agree with that and that's why a lot of people get buried in trees and forests so it can give back to the land but i'm not sure flinging you outside so the birds can pick you to death <coughs> however would be for me but you know what, would, what i wouldn't like is that it would give all the animals a taste for human flesh oh that's a point and they'll be coming to raid me village <laughs> they'll all be up there that's a point eating, yeah. eating me alive thinking i don't want to wait for the next one to die i'll have me dinner now yeah, thank I'm hungry. you yeah so now we move to another part of the world. Now, please forgive me for my pronunciation. I've tried my best. I've watched YouTube videos and everything to know how to pronounce this. And this is the best. So it's Famadian. Right. Where's that? Otherwise known as Dancing with the Dead. And this is a burial tradition in Madagascar. Right. Do you know where Madagascar is? Well, I couldn't point it to you on the map without looking. Well, it's, it's a, it's a, well, I say it's a small island. It's quite a big island off the it, of course, like but... southeast coast of Africa. Okay. Now, the um, practice of this is that the Madagascan people would open up the tombs of their dead every few years yeah. and exhume the bodies and rewrap them in fresh burial clothes. Yes, and, I've and seen this on you TV. Would, you yeah. would have seen it online. And each time that they, they exhume them and put them in the fresh wrappings, they um, dance with the the bodies near the tomb and they kind of, they dance as, as they're redressing it. So as the dressing that, you know, they're, they're dancing with, with, at some point it would be a skeleton um, of, of their loved and ones. And they do that every few years, don't they? Yeah, every... So some places I saw every seven years. I think that yeah. tends to be the general. I have seen something like that, and I've seen photographs of people in different states of um, what do you call it? But you know, in different states of de 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 decomposition. Um, yeah, it's not a shock to me because I have seen that one. So translated, it means turning of the bones. And it's also, you know, it has a practical element because it's meant to speed up the decomposition. But also as well, they do it because it pushes the spirit of the dead towards the over, uh, towards the afterlife. Because uh, they... Um, you see, we would believe that the spirit goes straight away to the afterlife. No, so... These, they don't believe that, no? They, they don't believe that. They It takes several years in, in order for oh, someone to, I to like pass. I don't thought of that. So this kind of custom... When I first started reading about it, I thought this must be like an, a, a, quite an old tradition. Mm. It's relatively new and the um, first mention of it, the first time that we've kind of seen a documentation of it, is from the 17th century. Uh, so as it is in its present form, they might have had a version of, but as it is now, mm. it's a kind of a 17th century tradition. People believe that it's an adaptation of some of the funeral customs in Southeast Asia. They have a kind of similar thing, mm. and you could see you could see the connection. So it they it is based on the belief that the spirits of the dead finally join the world of the ancestors after the body's complete decomposition and all of the appropriate ceremonies. So they do. So hence speeding up that process by digging up, yeah. let the the air get to them. Yeah. So this is a regular ritual 
in Madagascar. And yes, yeah, so like I said, about every seven years or so. And it's a huge, huge celebration. It brings all the extended families together. Yeah, they'll come and celebrate digging the corpse up. Yes. Uh, and it's it's quite, even those that are kind of have, and listen, families do quite fraught relationships. Even then, it, it's quite well known that it brings yeah. everybody, like everyone puts you know, their dramas to the side. And listen, and, I mean, I, I think if you know that's going to happen to you, if it works for them, then great, you know. Yeah. Whatever suits. Now, they it's still um, practice now, but it is in quite rapid decline. And that is because um, of how expensive the silk shrouds are now. So people can't afford to redress them. Yeah. Mm. Uh, the, the practice of... Famadian is also thought to be connected to the pneumonic plague in the region. So bubonic or pneumonic? Pneumonic. Right, so that's obviously different from what we understand. Correct, yeah. So they the Madagascan government have issued rulings forbidding the practice. Because I was gonna say, because if you keep on digging up corpses, surely there must be some type of Germs or disease, you know, yeah, I, it comes I don't with its know, own but set of issues. I, yeah, I but, could imagine. So, but so yeah, so if if someone in in the area has died from the plague, they are not allowed at all then to no. exhume the body. Yeah. Um, and that was that was fairly recent that that law passed. Well, that's a good job because it it's could, a good job. Yeah, yeah. Madagascar. So, how would you feel about that? So, you're dead, and um, in seven years, I'll come dig you up. Not for me, and and basically because I I believe the soul goes straight away. I don't believe I keep on having to be dug up um, for it to, to move the soul on. I believe it goes straight away. Uh, again, each to their own, but no, not for me. <laughs> no. Because I, I don't uh... believe in the principle of it. I, d I don't believe that, that the soul takes years and years till decomposition. I don't believe that. So, no, it no. wouldn't be for me on, on my personal And do you know what, as well, because I'm going to be buried with all my gold. I wouldn't want anyone robbing me. Oh, for fuck's sake. Well, you can't say that because it, oh, you have got a lot of gold. I'm being from buried your with a lot. I'm being buried with everything. I'm not leaving nothing to no one. Yeah, but how do you know? Because you might get grave robbed. No, not in this day and age. Well. Listen, someone would have to put in a lot of legwork because they'd have to wait. They'd have to listen to this and think, I shall wait for him to die. Yeah, but after after a yeah. hundred years in this country, you're dug up anyway. So somebody at some point is going to dig you up to make room what for other graves. Get, what is getting all... Somebody would have to do it. No. When, listen, you know, we were talked about Neil, the, yeah. our, our village warden. I was talking to him extensively. We haven't had this conversation yet, actually. But, yeah, so after 100 years, um, you're, you, you know, if there's no more space, then legally they can dig you up anyway. So all they're going to find for you is, is a... load of gold coins. A, a load of gold bloody jewellery, and you've got a lot of it. So somebody is going to have that. And a cut of golden teeth. I want a gold tooth. Oh, stop it. What do you mean you want a gold tooth? I want a gold tooth, that one. Well, don't come round here if you're having a gold tooth. Why? Because it's ridiculous. I think it's classy. It's ridiculous. It's not classy. It's horrible. I think it's classy. Pathetic. We'll discuss that off off um, off um our podcast. <laughs> now, while we're on the conversation of gold, I saw a fact the other day that I thought, wow, that's, that's quite interesting. Morgan Freeman mm. wears a solid gold earring in one ear. Yeah. And he wears that everywhere all the time never takes it out yeah and he wears that because if he's ever in a strange country there's enough value in that oh, gold yeah, to, be to, to, to be able to well i would imagine someone as wealthy as morgan freeman and if he goes to a strange country he's in the best of um the hotels and everything else i shouldn't think he'd need it unless well, he gets kidnapped maybe well then i don't know well i yeah, thought that was quite... would... well i like that idea that's why i want a gold tooth right well and it's not tooth it's tooth i want a gold tooth tooth <laughs> so we digress we, as usual i digress we now move on to this is this is a kind of a, a little bit of a mashup so it's a water burial mm. now we are in the kind of nordic countries now yeah denmark sweden switzerland yeah. norway some these viking kind of, lands some viking lands so what they do is they lay their dead, well, place their dead in coffins and then put them on the on the cliff face and on top of cliffs uh, towards the water. And they use the water as the, as the burial grounds. And some of the bodies kind of get washed away. Some stay put and 
Sometimes they bob, just bob out to sea. And they... well, so you just leave them there and hope that the water takes them? Mm-hmm. That's my, from what I read, that's my general understanding. Mm. Well, I haven't heard I could of that. be well wrong and a thousand miles away from it. But your research is normally quite good, so I wouldn't say you're well wrong or a thousand miles away from um, it. But... So, and the idea of this is, is giving the bodies back to the gods and all the places most valued by the people of the area. So it's, it's again, it's, it's an offering, it's a giving back to appease. But it's... I get that. I get the offering thing. I get it, yeah. I don't think it's massive. It's, I don't think, again, I think this is quite a, an old, old traditional... traditional way. I'm sure there are still people that still practice this, but yeah, I think yeah. that now they've gone a more traditional Yeah, so that was route. the old traditional way, like I say, to, for the gods. Okay. Now, while we're in old Viking land, there is uh, a burial practice that is very, very well known, mm. and that is uh, that of a Viking burial or a Viking funeral. Yeah. Now... And Many... I've been watching The Last Kingdom, by the way, since our historian said it on one of our previous shows. Oh, okay, yeah. And I'm obsessed with it. I'm watching it back to back to back. So I'm, I'm knowing a lot more about Vikings these days. Good. So you will know then that these kind of burials are normally reserved for individuals that were held in high regards. Yeah. And uh, what they would do is there'd be a ship built and they would fill yeah. the ship with um, goods that they would need. So this potentially, you know, have some nice decorative ornaments, gold, extravagant things that they would need in the afterlife. Swords and weapons and Swords, things like weapons. that. Yeah, yeah. They sometimes put in animal remains such as oxen or horses. Um, in... So similar to the Egyptians then? Yeah, similar. You know, they, they pack it out with things that potentially they would... You need in the afterlife. Yeah, that makes sense for people who believe in that, yeah. And then they would send that out to sea with the... And then they would set fire to it. A lot of the so movies you watch, they, yeah. they set fire to that. Now, I there was two great, great articles that I read. I can't remember the, the name of them. I'll try and find them. One said, what a load of rubbish. It's just a Hollywood... Yeah. You know, and, and because it makes it much more that. dramatic. Yeah, our historian would And another on one that. said, no, 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 it's very, very... It's That's fact... We yeah. know they did this. It's written down somewhere, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah. So take from that what you will. Well, I don't think it's out of the way, is it? Well, I don't think it's out of the way, really. But I think the idea of giving the, the body and, and the, the things with it back, um, I think they would have just pushed out to sea and allowed the body to drift. Well, drift we out. always see the body goes out on the boat and then they shoot arrows and they burn it. I don't really think Vikings had many arrows, I'll be honest. I think they just went in with their axes. No, but they did. I've, I've seen it on the movie. But, like, again, our historian will say to us, right, okay, what you see in the movies is not historical fact. But then again, like we'd say, we don't know everything. So, Correct. So, But I like um, it. No, I like that idea. Also, as well, there are versions of the ship burial where the, the person is buried in the ground, but then they build on top of it um, with stones and stuff. They build like a, the shape of a ship or maybe even like a rune, uh, the shape of a, a certain mm. rune um, on top of. Mm. It could even be like if they, I mean, if the they last... put a marker, they'll carve a ship into it. There's... Lots in in the Last Kingdom with Ragnar Ragnarsson, they actually did. They buried him in the ground and put lots and lots of stones on top. So, I mean, I think all these things come from something, don't they? Yeah. So that they, they, if you watch that back, and now that I've said that they built it in the, the shape of a ship, yeah. you'd probably think, oh, yeah, well, it is. Well, it, it wasn't, but it was lots and lots of stones on, on top, which we wouldn't necessarily do. We'd put a cross in the ground and you'd be under the earth, you know. So, but yeah, I get it. I understand what you're saying. So, yeah, that's a, I think that's an unusual um, burial practice that is quite well known, I'd say. I think it's well known because we watch movies and more and more we watch all the, you know, the, the things on the Vikings. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I quite like the idea of that. What about you? No, because I hate water. Oh, yeah, you do, don't you? Oh, the thought of being lost at sea. <laughs> I'd be sick. <laughs> <laughs> no, I couldn't have that. I might even have to be buried on a mountain because if global warming carries on, I might be underwater and I couldn't, oh, I couldn't be underwater. Well, yeah, but you wouldn't know. You need to be in Clay Lane with me. No, that might be underwater. Yeah, well, that, that's hundreds of years. Yeah, but not... not... Listen, if well... a mountain pops up there, then fine. 
I'm thinking more and more about this. I have to be very comfortable with yes, my position. Yes, I know, but listen, you have to think about... I was having this discussion, actually, this week with where I'm going to get buried, after, you know, it struck the interest. And a burial place is for those that are left behind. It's not for us. We're gone straight to God and heaven. A burial place is for the people who want to come and comfort them and visit you and, and somewhere to sit. I can't do that if it's underwater because, my, let me tell you, my grave will become a, a landmark. It'll be a tourist attraction. <laughs> All the people will be coming. Well, listen, it can't be on a mountain then because nobody would go to it. Maybe a, maybe it will become a, you know, a rite of passage. You can't become a gay man until you've climbed Fred's Mountain. Well, I mean, I'm not sure if that will... Well, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Anyway, let's move <laughs> on. Now, we are heading to something called the Tower of Silence. Dun, right, that sounds dun, a bit ominous. This one's really interesting. Very, very, very interesting. This sounds a bit like a Game of Thrones thing, the Tower of Silence. Tower of Silence. And it is, it's a circular, raised structure. So this is purpose-built for the disposal of their dead right now this this is this is a really good one so um again excuse my pronunciation so this is a zerostian zerostian mm. tradition and zerostian people are one of the world's oldest monotheistic religions right and they would have been uh like ancient persia yeah so yeah. think like middle easty yeah, kind yeah. of area so this is this is a really it goes way back so the first or one of the earliest descriptions of one of these buildings appears in the late 9th century mm. so the idea is is that the body is placed on this and it requires the vultures to come down and eat the bodies but the reason they do this and this is where the interesting bit comes is that in their tradition a dead body is believed to defile everything it touches including the ground and the fire that they'd have burnt it with so anything that a dead body touches wow that's a heavy um it's interesting i like it uh, you know pr you know uh way to think about things so their belief was that there was um, a corpse demon, which they called Deva, mm. and that it would rush into the body and contaminate everything it came into contact with. So raising a corpse up to the sky for the vultures to devour was, for them, they felt the only option. Yeah. And I think that's really interesting because, actually, if you think about this, if we're looking at that kind of time frame... People might have been dying from disease and like transmittable disease. Well, they, they definitely were. Definitely been. were. So they may have, you know, because you can still contract that even when you've made contact with a, with a dead body. Yeah. Like we were saying earlier, the plague ones. Yeah. But, yeah. And, you know, leprosy, things like yeah, this. Yeah, anything like that. So then yeah. they, potentially they was handling the bodies and people then were dying from handling the bodies. So Again, it makes sense. Makes scientifically. sense. So what they would do is they would uh, use ball's urine to clean the body um, before they used the tools on it. But, use but what, sorry? Ball... Ball's urine. Right, what is that, some sort of um, oil or... You don't know, dear. Yeah. Ball's urine. Oh, ball's urine. <laughs> yes. I thought that was one word. Oh, right, ball's... Right, okay. Ball's You said ball's urine. urine. I, th I thought it was some type of... Ancient oil or something. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, before, before using tools on the body, which they then later destroyed, um, they used the tools to cut the clothing off. The corpse is then placed on top of the Tower of Silence, out of the way of everyone, so it couldn't be tainted by anything. Right. I, 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 again, don't like the idea, but I think it's very interesting. Yeah, not for me. Interesting, but no, I wouldn't want to be doused in bull's urine and eaten by vultures I bet it stinks <laughs> so this is quite a nice one this is okay. a pleasant one i thought i'd throw it in in between yeah a bit of light it's not light-hearted but it, it's it's 
pleasant. And we had versions of this in our culture. Yeah. So we are now heading to South Korea. And what they do if they're dead is they use the ashes and turn them into small decorative beads. Yes, and I think we're going more along that line where you can have the ashes put into and you can turn into rings, rings and necklaces and, yeah. and even tattoos. People even tattoo yeah. the, you know ashes and tattoos now, don't they? So Which I love the idea of that. It's not unusual, I think, especially now, to use the ashes of a, of a, the dead to yeah to be made as jewelry or anything to create yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a keepsake or, or whatever. But I think in South Korea, this is this is huge. I think, you know, most people are turned into beads. Right. So yeah. they have a little bit of a shine to them and there's you can have you can have a pick of colours. So there's pink, black or turquoise is the ones I found. Yeah. I'm sure you could probably have more, but that's the general consensus. And what they do with them is they, they collect the beads and you get quite a lot of beads. Mm. I would say 30, 30 beads And or then so. you can hand them out to various family members? No, so what they what they do is they tend to keep in like little glass vases or trinket boxes and they, they essentially are like what you would have an urn. Now, if you had someone's ashes, yeah. you know, it'd go on the mantle, but they kind of, it, it's it's like a, it becomes a bit of a shrine. Yeah. And it has a bit of a centre stage in a home. Um, The reason this has become so popular is because it's quite a it's a reasonably small country and space there is is really at a premium mm. you know uh, lots of people live in flats and things like that yeah. because there's not a huge amount of space mm. so cremation was really and always has been one of the only realistic options for them to to dispose of their dead yeah. um but they've done this because they they get something pretty and at the end and, and a bit of a and not just ash yeah I get it. Uh, it's it's a, a relatively new tradition uh, that they've come to And like em- you embrace. say, it happens a lot here now, doesn't it? You, you see that all the time they can make, um, you know, similar things in our country now and, and, and other places. So, yeah, I get that. Yeah. So the cost of being turned into the beads is around $900. Mm. So... So it's still an expensive process. It's still an expensive, but listen, but, but how would money you know? in the dead. You see, I would think, how would you actually know? Do you get proof of this, that it was actually your loved one, or are they just doing a little bit of beads? I'm sure they, there must be some there kind must of be, humane thing. Yeah. Like... There must be something to prove it, because otherwise I wouldn't, you wouldn't necessarily believe it, would you? No, and this is why I won't be cremated, because you don't know what you're getting. I don't like the thought of it. So you'd rather your body rots on the under the ground for months and months and months. Yeah, mm. we won't be underground because we've already discussed this. I've got a mausoleum. <laughs> I've got to set up a fund me page. Yeah, we need to we need to set up this, you know, because it is going to take a, a lot of time to get. That's it. all right. And hopefully, by the time it I'm happens, we have to pre-book it as well. Listen, I spoke to Neil. The places are going in Clay Lane. We need to pre-book it. Listen, if I've got a couple of hundred pounds spare, I won't be buying a plot of land to be buried in. It's not even a couple of hundred quid, is it? Thousands. Well, what I found out was £700 mm. if you live in St. Osith. Mm. And if you don't live in St. Osith, this is for a grave plot, not cremation, two and a half grand. But the places are going. And the little bit of land that's left, once it's gone, it's gone. There's no more. So you need to think uh, on it. I won't be there then. But anyway, uh, this, the, the, the bead community. Mm. <laughs> that's the wrong way to put <laughs> Being turned into a bead in South Korea became really, really popular in the year 2000 because they passed a law um, which meant that they would exhume the dead after 60 years of burial. Standard. Yeah, so Not, here it's a hundred. So no, they're... but here it's a hundred if they've run out of if they... if they run out of pot. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. It's sixty years national. Oh, into subject. Yeah, yeah, done. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, you definitely, 60 years isn't a very long time. So and Potentially, you'd... you know, as as time goes on, you know, there's you, in the old church, in, in the village and stuff, there's graves. People don't visit, families don't visit them really, you know, they're... Well, not from hundreds of years ago. No. So, it kind of dies out. With 60 years, your grandkids would still... Exactly. Do you know but what I mean? That, that, that's, that, that's not a long time. That's within a lifetime of your family members and they would have to be there and what should be dug up, so... That's not good. 
Now we move on to something, and I believe it's called Sati. It's spelled S-A-T-I. Right. Sati, Sati, Sati. This practice is now banned in India. Right. So we're, we're, we're in India now. This is particularly horrible. I do not like this. It is a funeral practice in which recently widowed women would set themselves on fire what? on top of their husband's grave. What? What? Mm-hmm. It was... Um... So hold on a sec. Let's just go, go back like, like we often do with these these conversations. So do the men have to set themselves on fire on top of the world? Or is, or is this just, obviously, I'll let you take for a the guess. mercy of women? Yeah, of course. Oh, Women, you can set yourself on fire. Men, don't worry about it. It's just bloody bollocks. I'm sorry for the language, but it, it just annoys me, this stuff does, because it all goes back to the same thing. Ugh. Anyway, carry on. So this was Ugh. mostly seen as a voluntary act, but there have been many instances where women were forced... Yeah, and there would have been, to do believe this. me, yeah. And quite often dragged against their will and then set on fire. For fuck's sake, sorry, language. Um, it just, I don't even want to, oh. So, no one is, is really sure how, where, why it started. Well, a man would have made that rule, let's be honest, a woman wouldn't have done. But there is one theory Jeez. that it was to prevent wives from killing their wealthy wealthy husbands. <laughs> Yeah, right, okay. Yeah, right. Because um, right, uh, they didn't want them to then run off and marry their real lovers. Yeah. Well, listen, it wouldn't have happened anyway, because in those countries, wives never got a chance to even draw breath and, and, and be themselves anyway. So, listen, there wouldn't have been that many women in countries like that doing it. It's pathetic. It's just a, a bullshit rule made by men, again, like it is for women. It still happens these days in, in lots of countries. Similar things, it's crap. Uh, another another theory is that it was so that oh. a husband and wife could enter into the afterlife together so that the woman could thwart any opportunistic female angels. For God's sake. It, they're just making it up to suit whatever the fuck they want to these people. Okay, so if that was a genuine concern, she could take some tablets. She, could, she doesn't have to set uh, the most horrific death I could think of is burning alive. No, it's absolute rubbish. It, it, I, I hate it. I hate even the fact that it exists, let alone talking about it. Now, this is, it is an ancient practice. It's, you know, it isn't... Well, you say that. They probably still do it in some villages. Maybe. It wasn't just um, restricted to India. There are <laughs> some descriptions of it in kind of ancient Egypt, ancient Greece, places like that, but it is much more um, an Indian thing. So if your husband pops it and you need to burn yourself alive, great. On top of his grave. Oh. Now, if that wasn't bad enough for you... Well, I can't think of anything much worse. Well, I've come to the end, and this is the worst one. Now, if you've made it this far, well done. We are... I'm going to give you a very a, a very big warning for this. Do stop eating. No eating. You're not going to eat for another hour or so until you've forgotten this. We are going to talk about the practice of endocannibalism. Oh right, so eating them then. And this is a practice that comes from Papua New Guinea. And some kind of some tribes and people in in Brazil, and they believed that the best way to honour their dead was by eating them. Yeah. Uh, so these feasts of the dead were is a is a way to forge a permanent connection between the living and the recently deceased, and it is seen as a final gesture of goodwill to the tribe and and family. Um. Apparently, it's no longer practised. <laughs> I can't say for sure, because I've not been there. Yeah, but I get that more than the wife having to burn herself alive. I, 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 that is less offensive to me than women, as usual, having to, you know... I, I mean, that's... I mean... I mean, I... Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not as shocked by that as I was the last one, to be honest. Well, now that I've read it out loud, 
I think I'm inclined to agree with you. Mm. Because that is particularly awful. Mm. But nonetheless, cannibalism. Da -da -da. But I mean, people... <laughs> I'm not going to sound like a weirdo here. But I don't think cannibalism is bad for dead people than having to make a living person burn themselves alive. You know, if, if you're dead, you're dead, you know. It, it, and if they believe in that, ta taking um, the essence of the body, you know, the flesh, the everything into into themselves for for them to live on, I get that more than making a human being burn themselves alive. No, I think it's weird eating dead people. So do I, but... I, Even alive people's a bit strange. I just think it's less offensive. I mean, am I the only no, one? Listen, no, I listen. mean, I might be the only no, one, but I think it's no. less offensive than actually having to burn yourself alive. Listen, I agree with you on offence level, but this is disgusting. Yeah. Would you? What they do is that somebody dies and it is literally like pig on a spit and they all sit around cracking in yeah, and carving no, up. Yeah, no, no. Like, when you say it like that, okay, that's different. So when you're saying, yeah, you know, and they it, is, cook it, is, you, it isn't all delicately or sliced. Or I'll have no, 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 no. Um... It is all jump in and grubs up. Yeah, there ain't no, weird, there yeah. ain't no silverware, and you know, it's not Hannibal Lecter. This is like animalistic. I'm not even sure they cook it. Nowhere said that they cook it. Really? If <laughs> they just eat it. Um. I st I'm, I'm really going to go on another limb here and still think it's less offensive than making a healthy human person burn themselves alive. Because, listen, the people are dead, and I'm not making it right at all. Don't think I'm a weirdo, but I think the worst one was the burn yourself alive one. But, yeah, no, when you say, yeah, so they all sit down and, it, it, yeah, oh, I'll have the eyes, please, or oh, I'll have the breast, I'll have a bit of thigh. I'd go for thigh. Would you? Yeah, well, that would be meatier, wouldn't it? And I like chicken thighs, so I assume. And they say everything tastes like chicken, so I suppose no, the human body... No, human's oh, meant to taste like pork, isn't it? Yeah, that's true, yeah. And I'm not a huge pork fan. Are they hungry in this country? Are they starving in this country? Well, listen, it's Papua New Guinea and, and Brazil and places like that. And, you know, they're not living in high-rise flats and all getting to... Like, these are, like, out in the... They're like tribes Maybe it originated stuff. from a necessity because they were starving. Who knows? We don't know. We don't know, but with this practice comes dangers in itself. Mm. And I don't know if you've heard of a disease called Kuru. No. So Kuru is a disease and it's caused by prions that are found in humans. And they are like... It's just something that we have in us that... Mm. Can, can cause this illness. Yeah. So I'll go on and talk, you know, give you a bit more about this. But Kuru derives from um, a word meaning to shake due to body tremors. And that is kind of classic symptom of the disease. Yeah. It is also known as the laughing sickness due to pathologic bursts of laughter, which oh. are also symptoms of the disease. You also lose um, your coordination, control over your muscle movements. Um, and this is, you catch this from eating people. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you're not going to like, yeah. you can't, it's. Yeah, yeah. Now this. And it's not a stretch, you know. Mm. This disease spread through the people of Papua New Guinea. And. Well, I'd imagine it would if they're eating each other all the time. But it's transmittable as well, yeah. I believe. Um, so the relatives that were consuming these people... Were dying quicker, getting eaten faster, and then it's just a big, obviously, chain mm -hmm. cycle, by now, the sounds of it. If you was a woman or a child, you was eight to nine times more likely to catch it than men mm. because men had the choice cuts. Whereas women and children oh, would eat the right. rest of the of body. Of course, yeah. Women and children are getting so, yeah, yeah. places like the brain, which it's really concentrated in yes, that area. Yeah. Um, and they was left with the offal and the... Yeah. So they'd get the steak. Yeah. And then they'd, they'd get the diseased organs, like Correct. the liver. And, yeah, yeah. Mm. And um, there is no cure. There's no way to uh, 
treat or control it in any way and it's it's still an issue do they still do that now or is this something from a long time ago i think they like to say that it doesn't happen now but in some of the villages in the ancient traditions that they, they, you know yeah. yeah yeah and um i mean when when you think about you know what people do with the dead i mean even in the victorian days when that you know when somebody passed over they would dress them up in their Sunday best and the entire family would have photos taken with them, their corpse. That was commonly practised. We have lots of proof and evidence of that. And it was a thing that they did to, to celebrate the dying. So they'd get you, even young children, babies, and the entire family would come and have pictures with the corpses all, all dressed up. And that was common practice in the Victorian days. And I think before, I mean, our historian might, might correct me on the time scale, but I mean, again, in this country, we consider ourselves as westernised and civilised. But again, it was a tradition and it was nice to um, have pictures with corpses before they were buried. And we look back on that now and we think, God, that's a bit strange. Yeah, but you, you But then do. in a hundred years time, do you think people will look back at what we do and think, why would they do that? That's yeah. weird. Why would they put themselves in the ground just to rot when they could do this? I don't know, because that has been tradition for yeah, thousands been. of years, yeah. putting in the ground. But, I mean... There will be things that we do that will be considered odd. Yeah. Yeah. There are so many interesting I mean, I think if, bits if, if you... Like, if, if you research to the entire world again like we said we'd be, we'd be here for 10 hours i mean but it's fantastically all... interesting i urge you if you if you if you take an interest or you, you enjoyed this episode i would have a little google and have, just have a look around just type in any country in the world and just type in like funeral practice death practices everywhere has a variation i mean even you know europe every country has a different yeah. kind of way that they celebrate the dead or dispose of their dead or yeah. treat the dead it's you know in ireland it's quite traditional to have have them in the living room to for showings yeah and also parading through the street in a in an open top coffin that's still very you know um, it's practiced in ireland but but that's not really countries. a done but kind we of, wouldn't do it here in england no, yeah it's, it's not it's really not, yeah we don't have them in our home at all do we it's we used to we used years ago, to, but that's a tradition that's died out. But hence, as we were speaking about the other time, the living, living room. room, yeah, because just explain that. So we have a living room, and that's where the living would sit, and the back room is is where is where the dead. So yeah, would would be again a very common common practice. Um, I'm trying to think of it. The other one that springs to mind is New Orleans. Mm. Um, they parade through the street. It's it's a well, a parade. It is a parade. Mm. And they have all the jazz musicians and it's yeah. it starts off quite sombre and, you know, as, as they go through and then by the end of it, you know, they're all singing and dancing mm. in the street. And again, you know, that's which is nice. It's a celebration of their life, not a mourning of their death. And I think that's very much where, well, certainly here in England, it's it's kind of leaning away from, you know, a sad. They're always sad, but you know, it's they don't want to make it over overtly sad. It's about that celebration of life as opposed to mourning the dead, mm. um, which I think is probably where our shift is and where that's changing i suppose it, it goes down to what you believe and how i mean for me i would want a celebration of my life so that would be in my will i would let everyone necessarily know that that's how i wanted it to be and i think a lot of it's personal choice isn't it in, in our countries our western countries we're allowed to choose now how we want to go and if it, you know if we want to be paraded through you know i, I don't think it's illegal you know you can do it you just have to request it well i'd like that yeah, you'd like it, yeah. I'd like elephants. Yeah. A parade. Mariachi band or? No, no, no. I would like a a steel drum. Man with a steel drum. Steel drums? Yeah. I like the noise. I thought you'd have Liza Minnelli or Barbara Streisand playing. She'll be dead. Well, yeah, but I thought you might have a little bit of... Yeah, show music. No, but that, no that's at the funeral. Oh, right, okay. That's at the funeral. On my, on my parade... 
Would I want it before or after? Well, I'm, I'm having my oasis in the church. When I come in, believe me, when I go out, that I'll have to find a church that lets you play Oasis. No, none of them let you play Oasis. Well, they do. Sacrilege. Well, they do. <laughs> They'll have to. I'll have to pay them extra before I cark it. <laughs> Are we cremating you? Yeah, you're cremating me, yeah. Well, then you can have it in a church. What? You have to have it in a crematorium. No, but you have a service in a church and then go on to a, a crematorium. No, they don't do that. They do? Nah. Of course they do. Nah, you're wrong. Right. Well, I know I'm right. You can have your service in the church and then you go on to be cremated. You have a choice. I'm sure you have a choice. I don't think you do. So, what's it to be? Right, well, I'll be speaking to Neil about it and we'll have to get back to you next week. Well, we'll have to just put you on the bonfire. I'm not even going to answer that. Penny for the oh, guy! Penny that, for the guy! My birthday is the 4th of November, Bonfire's Eve, so actually that might suit, yeah. You could be. You can. T you can uh, be turned into a firework. Now they now they do that as well, don't they? They do. Yeah. That's that's another thing they do. They put the ashes of people into fireworks. Yes, that's another thing. I wouldn't like that much. Well, they, you could have a bit of you as a firework. No, I don't like heights. Yeah, but you won't be there. Well, it's me, isn't it? Going up in a rocket, rocket man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jesus. I'd have to Listen, have that playing. Arranging yours is just the drama to behold. I mean, you better start arranging it now because... Well, they'll have to put me on ice because it's going to take... Yeah, you're right. It's going to take a while. Yeah, you better start doing it now. I wouldn't uh, even mind being cryogenically frozen. Is that how you say it? Oh, really? Cryogenically yeah. Cryogenically frozen. Fuck me, you better get to America then. I don't think we do that in this country now. They yeah. probably do. They probably do. I wouldn't mind yeah, that. Yeah, but your soul won't be there. The whole point is your soul. People like us believe your soul so goes in the So he poses an interesting question. So people that have been chirogenically frozen. Their soul is not there. No, their soul so is if, already so, gone. Say in 100 years we have got the science to unfreeze their bodies and mm. bring them back to life. Will they be the same person? No, because they won't have a soul because so what will the, they the be? soul makes the person. Zombies? Pretty much. It's an interesting thought. It would just be would they a put, physical would... acting human body. The soul wouldn't so be there. But so, do you think they'd still have their memories? No. Do you think that they'd still have a personality? Well, they, they, they could definitely have some genetic memory through if the body was, um, you know, preserved in that way. So yeah, they would have gen genetic memory, but they wouldn't have a soul. So the feeling and the love and everything would be missing. If you think about what a soul is, this is my beliefs, by the way. Your, your soul goes on and moves on. So you would be a human, physical, scientific body, but no, there'd be no soul. So, yeah, you, you may have some genetic memory. But would they Would they then, would they still be them, but just a bit cold? No, they wouldn't be them at all. They would be the physical body of someone, maybe with a bit of memory, but there wouldn't be the love and the, you know, it's the an personality. It's, a, it's an interesting question, I don't think, I mean, I don't know, listen... I'm um, going to ask to, to every honest, guest we've got now. Every guest we've got. I'm to be ask honest, that I think that is going to happen at some point, and it's one of those we won't know until it's scientifically proved. But I think it'd be like the horror movies. You know, you bring people back from the dead, and and they are like zombie-like. But then, existence. do you, do you would that then prove the not existence? zombie as in sorry, not zombie as in walking Brain around, eating, ooh, but like just that. just not really there. But but just like, not there, like vegetative. No, they, no, like a functioning body, but vegetative state because they're not really there. No, I wouldn't say it's as bad as that. But then these people that are frozen are frozen just like before death, so that they're, they're they're still alive. No, what do you mean they're frozen? Oh, that, I, I don't know. When, so it's like people like. But when 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 your heart stops and your brain stops, your soul leaves yeah, your body. Yeah, but then technically they're not dead; they're just frozen. So it's like a frog. Do you know, like them frogs that get frozen? And then they come back to life. And then they come back to life. So did they ever die? Okay, so I didn't know that. So that puts a different spin on it. Because so what you're saying is before the actual some the people, brain so and some, the heart... So some people are like terminally ill with cancer. Yeah. And think, well, I'll just put me on ice until you've got a, a cure for cancer. Yeah. And then unfreeze me. Well, that's different. So in that case, if I'm really going to think about it, then if... The death state, if the brain and the heart doesn't stop, then the soul wouldn't leave the body. As Listen, I'm not a, I'll know when I'm dead myself, but I would just assume from what from what I understand. If you just pause in time for a minute. If you just pause in it, I don't, 
Freddie, I don't know. It's it's a crazy question. Um, you're right, we need to ask some people and, and, and see the general opinion on that. But I would say my limited, obviously, experience of this, uh, I don't know, when does the soul leave the body? I mean, we understand that the time of the death of the, uh, of the human body, but if, if it never died in the first place, it was just frozen, now, maybe Do you want to know something I found out the other day as well? Yeah, there was on. a man and, and he was doing research into um souls and life after yeah, death and yeah. stuff and he did an experiment where he would weigh the bodies and then weigh them just after death oh uh, yeah and it's always lighter because yeah. the soul yeah 20 grams yeah exactly yeah that's actually been reported for many many years and it's happened in many hospitals many cases um before and after death it, it's a lot lighter and they reckon that's the soul yeah well, listen i'm all about weight loss so <laughs> Listen, 20 grams is 20 grams. Oh, it's shame it can't shave off three stone. I'd be signing up to that. <laughs> I'm like, oi, the next Hollywood diet, right? Mm. We'll take your soul, lose two and a half stone. Oh, God. No. And then really. we could just wave some candles around our head and go, there you go. How about going lighter? on a little bit of a diet? How about just stop fucking eating? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like food. Hopefully... We, we, we've recorded this a tiny little bit early. Hopefully by Halloween, I'll be two stone lighter. Well, you've just said that, but we, we've introduced it. It's Halloween week. It is Halloween week. Yeah. For them. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, we say that. It's like two days. Right. Yeah. We're just a bit before. Okay. Um... Well, I just, I just think, again, we've gone on a complete tangent. Um, I'm not, you know, again, things to think about, as always. Questions posed. Questions vis-a-vis. Vis-a-vis. <laughs> questions answered. No um, questions spirit, answered. In the spirit-related arena. I, I don't know about the soul thing. It, it's one, you know, a lot of things we have to think about and try and get our heads around it and then... If anyone has an answer, please can you let me know. Send it to our email address. The problem with us is we've taken all these parapsychology courses and we don't remember a lot of it. No, it's not that we don't remember it. It's just, it's quite it, generic in, in in the sense of it's... And there's the, so much like to learn the, like, in like, parapsychology like, stuff. Like the tradition, it's, it's taught traditionally. Yeah, it, it, in our you episode know, tonight, yeah, we're talking about ancient tradi traditions that we obviously wouldn't necessarily have, uh, have had to educate ourselves on on our courses but no so anyway guys yeah. and gals have a spooky week check you later and we'll speak to you tomorrow yeah we will <laughs> i don't know what it'll be it's a mystery a halloween Ooh. mystery anyway, bye <laughs> bye